This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Stories about people caught in desperate times and only have one way out. I'm sure you're wondering why you received this tape from a random stranger. But is it really random? Am I really a stranger? Or are we connected in some way to a web of lies and deceit, possibly murder? You see, I hear things, see things. I know everything. To protect myself, I need these stories to be told. Simon? Eat your breakfast. I don't want to. I am not going to repeat myself. I don't like oatmeal, Mom. I want chewy scribbles. You can't eat cereal for breakfast every morning. Why not? Simon, eat your breakfast. But you didn't say why. No, I sure didn't, did I? I want you to eat oatmeal because it's getting cold outside. When you walk to school, your body will get cold. And when you've had something hot, it helps to fight the cold inside your body. It does? Just eat your breakfast, Simon. I'm not hungry. Suit yourself. Go hungry. I don't care. At 10 o'clock in class, you'll get hungry. Mr. Beals, he said I didn't have to do nothing I don't want to do. Now is not the time to bring up an imaginary friend. He's not enough. Get your books and start walking, young man. You'll be late for school. 
Go, I said. Don't give me dirty looks. We'll have a chat with your father when he gets home. Now go. I just, I just can't handle this by myself. Damn it, Simon. Why does he act up when you're gone? Coming. Oh, Carol. Hi, Kim. You busy? Not at all. Come in. Would you like a cup of coffee? Sure. I bought this yesterday. I like it. It has chicory in it. Thanks. I mostly bought it for myself. It's good. I know Big Simon won't like it. <sighs> He's so particular. Oh, tell me about it. Larry is the same way. Has to have his steak well done, his tea with a thousand sugar stirred a hundred times. <laughs> Jeez, that is particular. When does Big Simon come home? Today. At least he said that yesterday. This trucking company is really good to him. The pay is very good. I just don't like it he's gone as much. Yeah. Hey, when he comes back, let's have dinner. We'll go to Charlie's and have a few drinks. Hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely do that. It's Simon. I'm sure it's good news. Hello? Hey, honey. Hey, just thinking of you. Looks like I'm heading home. Oh, that's wonderful. We miss you so much. I miss you guys, too. I guess little Simon is at school by now? He just left about ten minutes or so ago. Ah, uh, I was hoping to catch him and wish him a good day at school. Say, I was thinking of Saturday we'd take him to the zoo. Oh, that sounds fun. I think he would love that. Oh, hey, Carol wants to know if we'd step out with her and Larry. Dinner at Charlie's. Hell yeah. Have a steak and a few drinks. Now that's a homecoming. <laughs> okay, honey, here's my turn off. Should be home about five. <laughs> um, can't wait for you to come home. Good. See you when I get there. Bye, honey. Woo! He'll be here at five. Oh, good. I'll call Larry and tell him our date is on. Come back and we'll work in the community garden. Oh, of course. That's why I came over. Silly me. I have some roses for us to plant. Mrs. Lawson will like that. I'll be back. Thank God Simon is coming home. He can handle little Simon for a bit.
Mr. Bealsy, can we go into the store and buy some candy with your magic coins? Well, we can go to a different store where they don't know us. I don't understand why they got mad and chased us. You paid with your magic coins. <laughs> Listen to him. He's still talking to himself. <laughs> I think he's talking to no one. Not true. I'm talking to Mr. Bealsy. Listen, you little snot. We followed you all the way from school and we haven't seen anyone you're talking to. Who is he? The Invisible Man? I think he's just crazy. Just because you dimwits can't see him doesn't make Mr. Bealsy pretend. You still play pretend? <laughs> I bet he plays with dolls, too. <laughs> so does this Mr. Bealsy like to play with dolls, too? I bet he wears a dress. <laughs> he doesn't wear clothes, you dimwits. A shirt wouldn't fit over his wings. Wings? Your pretend friend is a fairy? <laughs> you really are thick. Hey, what does that mean? He means you're stupid! Is that what you're saying? Huh? <laughs> hey, get off me! Yeah, get off him! Ow! Oh, you bit my nose! Oh, you little creep! Y your nose, it it's bleeding a lot. Come on, let's go before he bites me! We'll get to you, creep! It wasn't me! Guys, it wasn't me! It was Mr. Bealsy! Thank you for coming in, Mrs. Duncan. What's Simon done now? What hasn't he done? Besides his work, I mean. I don't know what to do here, Mrs. Duncan. He is worse than our last meeting. You have to understand, Miss Hill. I'm by myself more now. My husband drives a truck and is gone more than he used to be. I understand that. Our school does offer counseling. I know it's not free. No, I'm afraid it's not. For someone like Simon, it would be costly. I can't afford to pay much more to this school. It is a good school, but private tutoring was costly and it did not help. I believe it was no fault of Jenny Squire. To let you know, she has not returned to the school or has been found anywhere. I'm sorry. I don't think Simon should come back to our school, Miss Duncan. Well, no. He has to. I hear Crossway Academy has an opening. That's a school for troubled children. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you.
I bet you're relieved Big Simon is coming home. Oh, yes. Very glad, I have to say. I'm not a fan of loneliness. Sometimes I crave dialogue between adults, and not from a TV. Oh, I know what you mean. It was like that when Shelley was little and Larry worked as a bread vendor. Sometimes he didn't get home until nine o'clock. By the time he came home, I was dead asleep, having to get up early to get Shelley up for school, and he'd be gone to start his route again. Simon seems to get along really well with little Simon. Yes. They do have a special bond. Do you... Do you ever think sometimes Simon may be too hard on little Simon? <laughs> I used to. Yes, sometimes. Lately, little Simon needs someone to be hard on him. I'm not really that person. Little Simon is a handful, and he needs someone to make him respect their authority. Little Simon seems like a normal boy, full of nervous energy. Maybe he needs a sport. Oh, yes. That has been the center of my arguments with Simon. He wants little Simon to try out for football. I say no. He'll get hurt. Pass me the rosebush. I think Simon is a little disappointed that little Simon is not as tough as he'd like him to be. His idea of a boy. You know what I mean. Yeah, I think I do. Maybe that's the way Big Simon remembers himself as a boy. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> so tired of those stories of what he did when he was a boy. When I was a boy, we turned the TV off and played out in the woods, making forts and fishing with string and tree limb. Jeez. <laughs> oh, hey, Kim? There's something over by the fountain. I don't see. Oh, is it a hat? <gasps> oh my god! <gasps> that's... That's Mrs. Lawson's cat! Poor thing! Looks like it's been skinned! I saw her cat out here yesterday evening while Luke Simon was playing. I left him out here with that poor creature. You don't think... I don't think little Simon killed the cat. I know he killed it. Rushed the rig. The roads were generous. No cops around. How many diners and how many waitresses did you flirt with? <laughs> Not many, honey. 
The food was always too greasy and the waitress is too ugly. <laughs> oh, Simon, how are you? Not bad, Carol. For a guy who just drove a couple thousand miles, not bad. How's Larry the cat? <laughs> He's fine. Never stops complaining. If he does, then you know something is wrong. <laughs> Why do you call him Larry the cat? A few years ago, we went out and was walking the streets late at night. A cat jumped out in front of us, and Larry nearly jumped out of his skin. I call him that to needle him. <laughs> well, I just started supper. How does baked salmon and roasted potatoes sound? I'd say it sounds mighty good, little lady. Stick that little lady bit in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Where's little Simon? I'd like to give him the candy he asked for. Little Simon doesn't deserve a present. Huh? Maybe I should go. No, Carol, it's fine. It's not fine, Simon. Your son needs to see a professional, or we're going to have problems. What are you talking about? Little Simon has peculiar habits. <laughs> like what? Not washing behind his ears? Carol and I were working in the community garden today. Okay. Little Simon! We planted the roses I told you we would get. Okay, Kim. Get on with it. What's wrong? Little Simon! Oh, Simon! Horrible! What we found Little Simon. was just horrible! Simon, we found Mrs. Lawson's cat. The poor animal was dead. It had been skinned. Yes, Father? How do you know it was Little Simon? I saw him last in the garden playing with the cat. After we found the carcass, I searched his room. The skin was nailed to the wall by the window. Is it still there? No, I threw it out. I couldn't bear to see it a second longer. Little Simon, call me father. You know to call me Big Simon. Yes, Big Simon. Isn't that better? Big Simon and Little Simon. <laughs> I suppose so. Simon, we need to address the situation at hand. Little Simon. Yes, Big Simon. I need to know something. All right. Your mother found a dead cat. It was skinned alive. I'm sure of it. Okay, skinned. Did you kill Mrs. Lawson's cat? No. See, Kim? Boy says he didn't do it. Then who did? Come on, Little Simon. Tell Big Simon who hurt Mrs. Lawson's cat. Mr. Beelzy did. Well, that stupid cat hissed at me. All I wanted was to pet him, and his hair raised up, and he hissed at me. And Mr. Beelzy doesn't like anyone to hurt me. Mr. Beelzy is not real, Lil Simon. Oh, yes, he is. Mr. Beelzy is real, and I love him. Now, Lil Simon, you know that Mr. Beelzy is only make-believe. Make-believe things cannot be real. They cannot hurt cats, and they cannot sneak downstairs and steal cookies, and they cannot break plates in the kitchen, nor can they spill paint on Big Simon's work shirt. He does exist. He doesn't like it when people deny he exists. He says one day everyone will know his fury. Is this real? Let go of my shirt! Simon! <gasps> don't! Please don't! Hurt him! You go upstairs and you wait for me! Simon! Kim, let me handle this! I think I should go. No, Carol. Please stay. It, it'll be fine. He's just going to talk to little Simon, that's all. Big Simon won't hurt me. Mr. Beelzy won't let him. 
Mr. Beelzy said he will come like a lion with wings and eat them up. No one will hurt me. Ever. has to be done. Simon, go easy. I... I need to go. Please, Carol, stay. It'll blow over in a few minutes. I think after this instance, little Simon won't even say the name Mr. Beelzy. I thought the roses we planted worked out well in the community garden. <laughs> He's hurt the boy! No one should be treated like that! I told you Mr. Beelzy would come like a lion with wings. Blood Noir Episode 13, Mr. Beelzy, featuring Pete Lutz as The Stranger, Rhonda Mitchell as Kim, McKenna DeYoung as Little Simon, Pete Lutz as Big Simon, Laurie E. Smith as Carol, Sharon Bloomberg as Miss Hill, Bailey Roberts as Gary, Donathan Strain as Brian, music by Carpenter's Notch, based on the infamous story, Thus I Refute Beelzy, by John Collier. Written and directed by Mark Slade. Blood War theme by Carpenter's Notch and Audionautics.com. Credit narration by Rhonda Mitchell. spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC proudly presents Wrinkly's Believe It or Forget About It, bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkly. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkly. 
And lastly, here is the story of Johnny Warden of Halifax, Nova Scotia, who, as second mate of the cargo ship SS Montblanc, miraculously survived the explosion of that vessel on December 6th, 1917, and the subsequent destruction of the Richmond District of Halifax, and the deaths of more than 2,000 Haligonians, by the simple miracle of having been in the bed of a prostitute neighboring Fort Sackville at the time. He was known as Lucky Jack for the rest of his life. He died in 1947 in Queens, New York, at the age of 62. Interestingly enough, in the bed of another prostitute. Believe it or forget about it. I'm Robert Wrinkley. Ta-ta for now. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulpourri Theater. Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It. Brought to you by Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program. The Mutual Audio Network, listening and imagining together. <laughs>